The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and 1069thefan.com. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on a Tuesday. Uh, a lot of different things to get through. We got Major League Baseball going on right now, another game tonight. We got the NFL on a rare Tuesday night. Uh, we've got uh, the uh, Utah State and Mountain West football schedule is uh, fine-tuned now that the TV partners have picked the games that they want and their kickoff times. Uh, we got the stat that blew our mind. we got their player of the week. we got a lot of things still to get through this hour. and love to get your thoughts uh, as well. 435-339-0321 if you want to text into the program. And, um, Ajay, th- let's start with uh, an update of what's going on in Major League Baseball. We've got a game going on right now. We just heard at the top of the hour, no hits yet. Through three innings, uh, we've got quite a pitcher's duel happening right now in Houston. Yeah, Tony Gonsolin's been really good. He's got nine up, nine down with only 28 pitches, and he's struck out four so far against this Braves team. Uh, Gonsolin coming in and, and just absolutely been spectacular thus far early uh, in the, in this game. I I don't know if that continues for either team, to be honest with you. I think I think both teams are pretty good at hitting that they'll figure it out by the uh by the uh fifth or sixth inning and uh we'll see some runs put up on the board I'm sure. Uh then later on tonight it's the game three in the American League Championship series, Rays and Astros. Uh I just saw that this Tampa team they score more runs via home run than anybody else at nearly an eighty percent clip. Now we think of the Dodgers and the Braves as a really good it's really good offensive ball clubs, but that uh, Tampa team, they can hit, they can go yard as well. And uh, but I think that kind of gets overshadowed with a lot of the other things that they do well. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I think uh, you wait, wait. Did you say the Rays or Astros? I'm so sorry. The Rays. Yeah. Okay. That's why I just want to make sure I heard you right because I thought you, for a second you said Astros. I was going to laugh at you. Um, no. Yes. Absolutely. The Rays are and, and defensively again. They've been spectacular, right? And then uh, hitting. Uh, you know, as long as they are patient at the plate, they'll take advantage of any bad pitch you throw. That's what's so good about the Rays is that they will honestly work you in the count, and your pitch count will go up immediately. Uh, this one I expect to be a high-scoring game, actually. I don't know what the over under is on runs. I'm going to set it at five and a half, or uh, I'm going to set it at six and a half and say over. So, uh, but uh, again, defensive is going to be uh, defense is going to be a big part of this game. Uh, you you say you're going to take the over on six and a half runs? Yes. Wow. Okay. You don't think so? Combined? Yeah. Um. Hard to know because the first one was what was it two to one, and then game two was four yeah. to two. So that's I take the under. Okay, I think I take the under. Hmm. But All right. as the series goes on, they become more familiar with each other. So I don't know. Hey, who's throwing tonight? Do you know? I can. Yes, it's uh, Ryan Yarbrough 
for Tampa Oof. and Jose Urquidy. I don't know how to pronounce his name for Houston. It's Yarbrough on the so maybe we maybe it will be under six and a half. <laughs> uh, um, that game at about six forty. I mean, just on think TV about it though. Just think about this though, Eric. Like the defense. I mean, you imagine if if the Rays don't make those defensive plays last night, a they lose that game. That's obvious. But then b that all right. That game is six to five. That game is seven to five. I mean, it's just. I mean. It, it's because of four or five defensive great plays that that score didn't go up. But can they do that again back-to-back nights? Well, that's the question. But that's look, that's what they've done for most of this postseason. That's who they are. That's that's what's gotten them to this point, a big part of what's gotten them to this point. They're so quick yeah. to close out, and uh, they've got cannons in the outfield, and they just keep oh guys on gosh. base. Yeah, there's a couple of times I think uh, I, I wouldn't say um, I wouldn't say Houston got conservative, but man, there's a couple of times where I, I, I feel like they could have turned and scored or at least it stole an extra base out of it. Uh, and and that's the thing is that they must have just known how good Tampa Bay's arms are in the outfield and didn't want to sacrifice an out for you know trying to snag a, an extra base. Um, but, Eric, at some point, you have to be aggressive with base running. And the Astros, who were really aggressive last year and actually have been aggressive up to this series, haven't been aggressive in this one. And they've made some really bad base running mistakes as well. Uh, I expect them, I, I would hope, to, you know, for Houston Astros' sake, they'll be aggressive in the base running. They'll, they'll attack it. And, look, I've always, when I was coaching high school baseball, I said, look, make that kid make a perfect throw. And I know it's high school baseball, but you're, I mean, as a third base coach, send your kid and make that right fielder or left fielder make a absolute perfect throw or the cutoff guy. Uh, and more often than not, they can't make that throw. I, I challenge them. They might have cannons, but challenge them. Can they be accurate? Well, uh, so big showdown tonight. If Houston wants to try to stay in this series, they, they have to win this game. Uh, if they don't, um, I don't know what the stats are in, in Major League Baseball, but across many sports, when you're in a best of seven series, if you're down 3-0, your odds of winning are down <laughs> drastically. Down drastically. Um, but I, I think that, um, you know, can they be opportunistic, as you've said? Um, can they be a little more aggressive and, and maybe try to take some more chances? Uh, they, they, at this point, they kind of have to start to get into that mode a little bit. Yeah, I, again, it's all about making sacrifices and and just testing it, right? I mean, we're in the playoffs here. You can't just sit there and hold back and be conservative and say, oh, you know, we can do it the next game. That, that's not how it goes here in the playoffs. I expect them to be more aggressive with the base running and, and challenge these outfielders. And for Tampa Bay, just keep being patient. Just keep waiting for your pitch. Just keep working the count. Um and defensively, I don't know if you can replicate what happened yesterday, but if you can, by all means, save your pitcher a couple, uh, uh, you know, four to five more pitches by making a fantastic play. Uh, again, I just I don't know what else to tell you about that Tampa Bay Ray defense yesterday. It was one of the best showings I've ever seen in playoff baseball in regards to defense. Uh, so we got the game uh, between the in the National League Series going on right now. Um, 
Looks like the uh, the Braves got out of a tight spot. Bases loaded for the Dodgers, and uh, no runs scored. So uh, it's going to go to the uh, top of the fourth inning now, still scoreless in this one. Uh, the Dodgers did get the first hit of the game through three innings, only one hit so far. Uh, that game is on uh, FS1 this evening. So not on Fox, uh, but on FS1 tonight. Uh, Ajay, the Mountain West Conference earlier today released their uh, the, the schedule as it uh, pertains to the um, – their TV partners, uh, they put together the schedule, the proposed eight-game schedule for the Mountain West. These will be the opponents on these weeks, but those days are subject to change because of TV. It could go later on a Saturday. It could go to Friday. It can even go to a Thursday. And now the the FS1 people, Fox Sports people, and CBS Sports Network have had their say on these games and picked up games that they want. And so now we know what the schedule looks like for Utah State. There are still a few games to be determined for kick times, but it looks like we know the days those are all going to happen. And so for the uh, for Utah State, things get underway on October 24th, as we knew it would, at Boise State. And that game will be at 5 o'clock on FS1. Ajay, that's a great way to get things started for Utah State in a good time slot, too. Yeah, how about that? Five o'clock on the Saturday night against Boise State. Oh, I'm so grateful there's no eight fifteen games, man. I'm thrilled about that. Still not thrilled about playing on Thanksgiving Day, but I'll take uh, Boise State at five o'clock primetime game on primetime TV uh, to watch the Aggies and Broncos. That's yeah, that's a great slot. I'll take it. And this is uncharted territory. I mean, Utah State really hasn't had many games on FS1. If if they've had some, it's been very very few and far between. It's a new TV partnership with the Mountain West. So it starts off right away on opening weekend for the Mountain West for the Aggies on October 24th on the road at Boise. Then they re- they come home their first home game to get things started against the San Diego State team. New head coach, but he's definitely familiar with what's going on there. He's been there many years, but uh, will he have the same mentality as uh, Rocky Long did? How different will San Diego State look? That game will be on CBS Sports Network at 7.30. So Halloween night in Logan on CBS Sports Network. But then that's where it starts to get a little bit dicey, Ajay. The Aggies turn around from that game. Usually, That's at 7.30, right? It's a 7.30 kickoff, and it's against usually a very physical, defensive-minded Aztec team, and they turn around, they have a short week, and they have to travel. Uh, Because then then the Aggies go to Nevada. Yeah, that one is going to be rough. Yeah. Sorry, I think we're in a little bit of a delay. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> this is fun. Uh, yeah, I the, the Nevada turnaround scares me a bit. Not as much as a second turnaround for a road game. But, uh, yeah, this one's going to be a little bit worrisome. Nevada's a wildcard team. It's a 50-50 game, if you will. Not, we're not sure what Nevada's going to look like, but being at Nevada, that might be a little bit tough. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that should be Utah State's probably best chance to get a win to start the season. I think Boise and San Diego will be tough. Uh, but going to Nevada, that that should be a competitive game that Utah State could be should be in the running for to get that win. It'll be on FS1, but we don't know the kick time for that one. Uh, then they get a little extra time because uh, they travel home, and then the next game 
isn't until the following Saturday, November 14th. It's another home game in Logan. Fresno State coming to town. But we don't know the kick time, and we don't specifically know the network on that one. It could be FS1. It could be FS2. Another situation where there's another new head coach that the Aggies will be facing uh, with Fresno State. But then, as you said, it's another short turnaround, and it's another travel uh, game to boot. Uh, the, the following week, November 19th, on a Thursday, the Aggies have to travel to Wyoming on CBS Sports Network. Yeah, that one's the one I'm really worried about, Eric, is traveling to Wyoming on a short turnaround. Again, we know how good Wyoming's going to be. They're going to give us some problems, and you've got to travel on the road to Wyoming, play in, the, <laughs> in almost a dead of winter, if you will. Uh, it's, uh, that, one's, that one's worrisome. I almost, if I dare say, to mark it up as a loss. I mean, at least it's not in late December or mid-December when they have to travel to Laramie. I mean, you get it in November. Hopefully it's not too bad, not too cold. But you're right, there are chances of snow when you get into that time of the year in Laramie and you have elevation. So that one could be a little bit tricky. But I'm with you. That one scares me a little bit. I'm not sure the Aggies will get that one. I think they can beat Nevada. I think they can beat Fresno State because there's a new coaching situation in Fresno. But um, I'm not sure about the trip to Wyoming. Again, that'll be on CBS Sports Network at 7 o'clock. The Aggies will have a full week for their next game. They'll be home. Uh, It'll be another Thursday game. It'll be New Mexico coming to Logan. It'll be on FS1. But it'll be on Thanksgiving. Gosh dang it, dude. Get your turkey ready for the Lobos. (laughs) <laughs> you know what though I, and we talked about this in the first hour there's only two college football games on that day one of them's at 12 o'clock with New Mexico and Colorado State I wish Colorado I State wish and Air like Force. no other yeah. Colorado State and Air Force excuse me right. I, I, I wish like crazy we could have that game um, God I would love the 12 o'clock slot love it maybe Eric they'll give us the 10am slot I suppose it's possible to be at noon on the East Coast, be part of the big noon kickoff on uh, FS1. Which yeah, know, why not to compete with the uh, the five NFL games or no, excuse me, three NFL games we got one at ten, one at two, and one at six twenty. That'd be perfect. I, I just oh, give us the ten a.m. slot. Let us play a morning game. <laughs> Uh, you know what? To be honest, that probably wouldn't be uh, – I wouldn't be as opposed to that because then I could be done and uh, we could have our broadcast wrapped up and I may be able to have some semblance of a Thanksgiving dinner later that day. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but in the NFL, as you said, on that week, uh, it'll be the Texans and the Lions at 10.30 our time on CBS, Washington at Dallas on Fox at 2.30, and then the evening will be Ravens at Steelers at 6.20 on NBC. So the the Air Force, excuse me, Colorado State at Air Force is wedged in between the Texans and the Lions. And the question is, will Utah State and New Mexico be wedged in between the Cowboys uh, game and the uh, Steelers game uh, in, later in the afternoon? But 
Fox as the, the, uh, the yeah, main network. Again, it's, they're two thirty. It's it's just such a it's a full day of football, a huge day of football, and we want the best games on. You know when everybody can see them. Everybody in the country wants to see Utah State, New Mexico. So again, I plead to you, FS1, 10 a.m. Do what's right. Let the consequences follow. <laughs> wow, we're going there. Okay, so after Thanksgiving, <laughs> uh, Thursday game against New Mexico, uh, the Aggies have uh, another full seven days <laughs> to uh, host Air Force on December 3rd, another Thursday game. The Aggies have three straight weeks of Thursday games. So it'll be December 3rd in Logan, CBS Sports Network, with the kickoff at 7.30. Ajay, I worry about that one. Air Force, though, later in the year, uh, sometimes can lose some steam a little bit. Uh, but this year, who knows? I think the Aggies can beat New Mexico. I don't know about Air Force. Gary Anderson has struggled against the, the, uh, the Falcons. Matt Wells, I thought, always did a pretty good job against Air Force. Um, I'm not sure about this one on December 3rd. Yeah, but you got to remember, Air Force lost like 20 or 30 guys, right? Yeah, they didn't didn't look like it mattered to them when they took on uh, Navy the other day. Oh, dude, it's Navy. Come on. It's Navy. True. Navy, Navy doesn't act like they even want to play football this year. No, that's true. I, I just, I have more confidence this year. Last year, I kind of saw that. You know, that Air Force humming team, you know, they're moving and, and just the run game was absolutely superb. Uh, they don't have their quarterback back. They've, they've lost a bunch of guys. I like Utah State in this game. I really do. I like Utah State by a lot in this game. I, I think they're going to turn it around again. It's a late night game or not late night, but it is a night game here at home, which is really nice. Um, I think we'll be okay. Uh, by the way, 9315 texted in. Yeah, think about that December game in Wyoming for Utah State. A uh, little rough with Jordan Love. See how the new quarterback will do in that kind of weather. Uh, but just to clarify, the Wyoming game is not in December. It's in mid-November. Um, but, uh, yeah, that one always can be a, a bit of a challenge, especially in the evening. Uh, last year, or the last time they made the trip to, to Laramie, it was a day game. And uh, they had the sun mm-hmm. out. That was a, a benefit. But it was cold that day. And Jordan Love did did struggle in that one. He did not do well in cold weather. Uh, but what's Jason Shelley or uh, you know, Andrew Peasley going to look like at that point? Uh, that's going to be hard to know. But what I, what I have pretty good confidence in is that that Wyoming defense will be nasty. Because uh, that, that's their forte under this coach. Yeah, that Wyoming defense absolutely scares me, Eric. And again, it's on a really short turnaround, um, so very little time to prep. Oh, yeah, I'm worried about that one. Uh, so, getting to the back to the schedule, the last game on the regular season for Utah State, December 12th. They have a little extra time. It will be on a Saturday, and they travel to Fort Collins to take on Colorado State, December 12th in Fort Collins. Let me remind that you of that, and it'll be at 7:30 p.m on CBS Sports Network. That'll be a cold one in Fort Collins, but a new head coach there. There's been a lot of controversy at Fort Collins this year. Uh, that that game, to me, I think should be a winnable game for the Aggies. Yeah, abs- well, it should be. 
Um, we, we don't know exactly what this Utah State football team looks like, and we do not know what Colorado State looks like. So I don't know if we can throw that out quite yet. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think Utah State's a more talented team. I mean, they have a lot of talent this year. Uh, and then there's rumor, Eric, that Jalen, uh, I believe Simmons from Utah, the university uh, kid, re- the deep threat receiver, is going to transfer uh, to Utah State. Jacob Nielsen uh, of the Statesman is is reporting that he's hearing rumors that we could get a deep threat receiver in Jalen. If that's the case, I would be absolutely thrilled. Well, it was fun to hear Bodie Reader talk about this wide receiver core and how it's coming along. And there are guys that can run already. Savon Scarver is a burner. Devin Tompkins is a burner. Uh, but I think you've got uh, some some. The bigger questions for me are those uh, pos- uh, possession guys. Who can you throw to on the sidelines to, to post up and get that that catch? Who can get that uh, back of the end zone fade? Um, is uh, is is a new guy uh, Griffin going to be able to do that? Is Wright going to be able to do that? So those are the bigger questions. For me, I, I, I like that what Utah State has in finding the open soft spots in the middle of the field on the short passing routes. And then also, if you need a guy to just go out there and, and burn some rubber. But the questions for me are, if you need a position guy uh, to, to post up or to get a high ball, um, that's where my biggest question is for USU with their wide receiver core at this moment. But, Ajay, looking at this schedule, now that it's released, now we know the game times – we know the travel, the, the, the dates these are going to happen. What do you see the record for Utah State? Are, are you able to predict that? I know I had a hard time predicting that earlier because I felt like I didn't know enough about this year's team just yet. Do you feel like you can make a prediction, or do you still feel like you need to wait until you learn more about what's available for the Aggies? Well, let's do it, Eric. Let's make a, let's make a game-by-game prediction to see where we fall at. So October 24th at Boise State, 5 p.m., uh, that game's on FS1. Eric? A loss. Me too. So we're 0-1-1. Okay, game two on uh, the, at home against San Diego State, hosting the Aztecs. Uh, Yeah, 31st CBS Sports Network, 7.30 p.m. I'm going to say a win. I'm going to say a loss. Okay, so you're 0-1-2 and I'm 1-2, or 1-1, one one, I should one say. One, yep. uh, November 5th on a short turnaround Thursday at Nevada. I'm going to say a win. Wow, really? I just don't think Nevada really understands who they are. At least they didn't last year. They, they struggled to figure out who their quarterback was. They struggled to understand who their identity was. They kind of, I think they kind of surprised and limped into being bowl eligible. Uh, I don't think they're really that great. Uh, I think it'll be a, a, a tough opponent. I don't think it'll be pushovers. But I'm going to pick Utah State to win that one on the road. Oh, all right. I'm going to say a win as well. We're going to be two and one. That game's on Thursday night on FS1. Time is to be announced later on. Uh, November 14th, home against Fresno State. I'm going to pick the Aggies to win that one. As I am as well. I just will have an extra little bit of turnaround time and a couple days to heal up and rest. That will be on FS1 or FS2. That time is also to be announced. And then uh, Thursday, short turnaround at Wyoming on CBS Sports Network, 7 p.m. I have a hard time seeing the Aggies get that one. I've got that one as well. Yeah, I don't think they – yeah, me neither. I don't think they win that game. Uh, So I'm at 2-3. What are you at right now? I'm at 
to You're at three a... and two, aren't you? I am three and two, yes, thank you. Okay. And then Turkey Day, New Mexico, FS1. Uh, the Lobos are not a good football team. Uh, they may make some improvements with their coaching change, but uh, I think it's going to take them some time to get there. So I got the Aggies with the victory. I have now at four and two. I think they had beat New Mexico. Uh, I just yeah, they've had their number with New Mexico for for some time, so I don't think it, that changes. And then December third on seven days rest, they get Air Force at home. Uh, I'm going to say the Aggies lose that game. I'm going to have them winning that game. So they're 5-2 and two for me. That game's 7-3 on CBS Sports Network. The 3-4 and four uh, de- and for me. December 12th at Colorado State, CBS Sports Network, 7.30 p.m. I've got the Aggies getting the win. I also have them getting a win. So I have them at 6-2, and two, right? Yep, you're 6-2 and two and I'm 4-4. Four and four. You're more optimistic. Okay, so 6 so six and two gets you to the Mountain West Championship game, shouldn't it? Possibly. I mean, depending on how. I mean, depending on how else does. Possibly. Uh, it certainly puts them in a good position. Whew. I like that. So like now that optimistic. you've seen the schedule, you know that you know the times, who they're playing, and when. What do you think the Utah State? football record will be this year text us let us know 435-339-0321 again that's 435-339-0321 and let us know what you think the utah state football record will be this year only eight games uh, did you see the text schedule. by the way what's that uh, did you see this text that we got from 9310 it's a great question go for it read it uh what matters more this year 930 text in or excuse me 9310 text in what matters more this year, talent of players or the amount of practice each team has had, uh, or at least practice time? Like as San Diego State had the same amount of practice as Utah State. That's a great question. Ooh, good Nine three one zero. Really? Uh, I'm going to say talent of players, Eric. I feel like uh, you know you can have as much time as you need to prep for, but you can still go out there and get beat by a better football team. Uh, in the case of Nevada in that 50-50 game, I feel like we would have more talent. So we should be okay. Um, I don't, but then it, it's odd because I feel like the the lack of amount of time that we have to play Wyoming and turn around and go on the road is going to really hurt us. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think what the point is being made: San Diego State is not practiced as much as Utah State. Fresno State will mm-hmm. have not practiced as much as Utah State. So um, I, I think it probably is a bigger thing earlier in the season than later in the season. So the uh, the Aggies may have a little bit better of a shot against the Aztecs than than normally, but um, I, I think I'd still give San Diego State a bit of an edge. Just I think they've got more talent coming back, and because of their coaching situation isn't that dramatically different, so it's not like it's a new philosophy. It's a total shift, like it is at Colorado State in New Mexico, and really to some degree at Fresno. So I think that San Diego State will still be a tough team. That's a really, really good question, though. Um, I think that's what will uh, will bear out um, the, the talent that you have or the preparation that you've had, uh, which will make the, the biggest difference. Great question. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a great question. All right, got to call time out here on the Full Court Press. Love to get more of those questions and comments. As you've seen the schedule, what do you predict the schedule or uh, the uh, the uh, uh, win and loss 
uh, record will be for Utah State. That's the word I'm looking for, the record for the Aggies after this season. Now that you've seen where they're going and what days and what times, 435-339-0321. Coming up next on the Full Court Press, we'll get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Stay tuned. Hi, this is John Horton, General Manager at ARS. COVID-19 is a mess, but it doesn't have to be. We at ARS recognize your desire to take the best care of your workspace and home in order to protect your family, staff, and other building occupants. We have certified technicians that use leading industry processes, state-of-the-art equipment and technology, and cutting-edge products when disinfecting. We understand your needs and are ready to help. Remember, got a mess? Call ARS. Sometimes we just need the taste of warm, fresh baked bread made the old-fashioned way, you know, just like Grandma used to make it. Old Grist Mill in South Logan, Logan, and Smithfield makes every meal taste better with the right bread and other baked goods. Every day, bakers mix simple ingredients to produce baked bread and scones, bagels, muffins, and other amazing products. Drop by the South Logan, Logan, and now Smithfield locations for fresh bread and that famous lunch special. Takeout, curbside pickup, and delivery are available old grist mill here for you. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat. The premier Ear, Nose, and Throat Clinic in northern Utah is open inside the Cash Valley Hospital and the new location in Providence next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing guidelines apply, and you can be assured each office is clean and safe. All services are now available at the Allergy Clinic, Hearing Clinic, and Ear, Nose, and Throat offices. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Stay safe from your health professionals at the Cash Valley Ear, nose and throat clinic they're celebrating 30 years at the logo shop they logo everything from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers it's also the season to get your order in for the holidays the logo shop will custom screen print or embroider your logo on shirts jackets and other outerwear you can even browse their inventory and get price quote online at welogostuff.com the logo shop This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. This is an owner who doesn't want to be challenged. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells challenged Jerry. He didn't like that. He could control Jason Garrett, and he could control Mike McCarthy. And Mike McCarthy hires Mike Nolan, who once hired him years ago. Kind of, you know, Mike Nolan's not getting the money and the jobs he wants, so he can control him. And this is the mess you get. Colin Cowherd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the Full Court Press. Wow, that blew my mind. We always do this on Tuesdays, looking back at the week that was to find something that really blew our minds, something that maybe went under the radar, something that was otherworldly, perhaps, in a game that took place in the world of sports. Uh, Ajay, since you are in an undisclosed location and uh, isolated in your pajamas on your bed, snuggled next to you Reggie. act like i'm living the freaking dream here i'm not right, i'm feeling us, i'm feeling don't get go it's it's not to saint george and get us sit in a nice beautiful sweet hotel at the holiday inn and and have it paid for 
and relax. Okay, we don't get some of us don't get those opportunities. And I'd like to know what yeah. that feels like. I haven't, I haven't seen that. Haven't you do that. know what it feels. Don't you dare! Don't you dare! So let's go with you to begin, Ajay, with the stat that blew your mind. Okay, so a couple things from last night's uh, Monday Night Football game. It's the uh, uh, Taysom Hill leads the Saints back to a big-time oh comeback gosh. win. Um, the Saints trailed by as many as 17 points in their OT win over the Chargers. Now, they're the fourth team to overcome a 17-point deficit on Monday Night Football since 2010. Of those four comebacks, Eric, three of them have been against the Chargers. <laughs> Whoa! Jeez. <laughs> oh, and by the way, the Chargers are now the fifth team in NFL history to blow 17-point leads in back-to-back games. No team has ever lost three straight games with leading by 17-plus. Oh, please let it happen next week. <laughs> the pressure will be on. Uh, <laughs> wow. That is nuts. Uh, mine also comes from the NFL. Uh, it, you know, the, uh, the Bears... Uh, played the Buccaneers last Thursday, and uh, they won 20-19. to uh, They took care of business, took care of old man Tom. Uh, but here's what's interesting. The, the Bears, they have not scored in the third quarter all year. And yet, they are 4-1. and one. The Bears are figuring out how to win in quarters 1, 2, and 4. They're not doing anything in the third quarter. And right now, their only loss is uh, was against the Colts, and that was by eight points, a game that they had opportunities. Um, they've had some luck go their way with teams, their opponents botching the way that they've ended the games. But that blows my mind. The Bears have not scored in the third quarter, and yet they are 4-1. and one. <laughs> That is incredible. That's really incredible. Hey, 9315 text in Eric. Do you think Boise State loses the game in the Mountain West this year? Yes or no? Uh, in the Mountain West, specifically in just the Mountain West, um, I'm looking at. So they have uh, they they host USU. They go to Air Force. They take a break in conference play to take on BYU. Uh, they host Colorado State. They travel to Hawaii, host San Jose, travel to UNLV, travel to Wyoming. For me, uh, the biggest challenge on Boise State's schedule in conference is that final game at Wyoming on December 12th. Uh, that game will be at 4 o'clock, by the way. It won't be a late evening game. I mean, it'll be dark when that game is over, but um, not a, a late game. But I, I think that uh, I think Boise State has a really good chance of running the table in conference play, yes. Yeah, I think Wyoming's the best shot to beat them. It's at Wyoming. I like that. I, that would be the one game I think that Boise State could slip up. And then 5338 texted in, Eric. <laughs> I love this text. I would like to thank Kyle Whittingham and the Utah football program for serving us at Aggie's farm system. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love it, 5338. Man, you know, he, but he's right. 5338 is right. You think about it. Caleb Rep, Nick Henniger, uh, C.O.C. Mariner, Jason Shelley, and now if Jalen Simmons comes over from the U., that's another one. DHC was the former Ute. That's another one. Like it's 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 kind of getting ridiculous. But hey, what, whatever it takes. Well, you can look to one guy for the reason why that's happening, and that's Gary Anderson. Mm-hmm. And the relationships yeah, that he has Gary's with players. Been a big part of that. And uh, yeah. guys want to play for him. 
Uh, if it's not working out at Utah, they know they can come to Utah State and have uh, have fun, and they can have a good career and get recognized and, and have opportunities. So it's working well for the Aggies. Hey, are you I, – I know this for a little bit outside of the, the player of the game, but really quickly – have you seen all these canceled games going on? Like, Florida's got cases right now. They may not play this week. You went to high school, has uh, just announced that they're going to cancel their football game this week. Um, and I think you went to cancel their whole entire high school football season, to be honest with you. But uh, there's just a lot of canceled football games going on uh, because of uh, this whole COVID issue. Uh, high school football games? Sorry, I, I said high school. I should say just football games in general, both college, NFL, and high school. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through here. and Sorry, so Uinta has canceled their game um, for UEA weekend, or I guess fall break, whatever you want to call that. So they won't be playing, so let's get ready for the playoffs. There's an outbreak at Baylor, and so their game against Oklahoma State has been postponed. Uh, Van- Florida had a huge... Florida had 19 positives, and it doesn't look like they're going to end up being. Uh, uh, they're going to end up testing uh, or see. I don't. I'd be surprised with 19 positives if they end up at, end up uh, playing a football game this Saturday as well. Yeah, they're supposed to play LSU. Mm-hmm. It, that that's how it's going to go through the rest of the season, AJ. I mean, it's. You, you play the games that you can. If games get postponed, they get postponed or, or canceled. Uh, you try to make them up, but I, I think they're just going to keep plowing forward and they're just trying to keep things happening. You know, we've got a game going on right now in the NFL that um, it had to be rescheduled and it caused a cascade of rescheduling for a lot of other teams in the NFL. Um, I, what's the over-under that I, – I don't know if we discussed this yet. Maybe we did and I'm just forgetting – what would you set the line at over under for the games that Utah State will have completed without a COVID issue and that they won't have postponed or canceled? Ooh, that's interesting. So they have eight games on the schedule. Um, so set a line. I'm going to say six and a half. Y'all, I'm going to say over at seven, but they could easily be under. I'd probably go with you. I think seven's probably the right number. I think one game gets canceled, though. But it uh, very well could be more. Uh, it's and, we, and if it is, hope it's a road game, too. You <laughs> you don't want to lose a home game at this point. Yeah, that's true, especially if you have the opportunity to sell tickets. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of football, Bills, Titans, already both teams on the board, 7-7. Uh, seven, seven with about two minutes to go in the first quarter. Wow. Uh, speaking of on the board, Braves are on the board. They lead 2-0 in the top of the fifth. Because of who, Eric? Because of M.V. Freeman. By the way, my kids were watching uh, the game last night, and uh, uh, Albies said, hey, is that Donovan Mitchell? Dude, I had the exact same thought yesterday, too. I, like, I had the exact same is thought. Is Mitchell playing baseball? Like, no, just like him. No, that's not Donovan Mitchell, but he does kind of look like he has some similar facial features. Okay, so let's get to the player of the week, Ajay. Who stood out to you in their individual accomplishment and what they did? You know, the, what the Braves have done 
Eric has been pretty amazing. Um, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna put uh, Freddie Freeman as my player of the week. Uh, big hand in taking care of the Reds. Uh, big hand. Uh, so in in, uh, in game one of the NLCS, uh, Freddie Freeman's my boy. Freddie Freeman's the NL MVP. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna pick the whole entire Braves team as a whole, but I decided to just single one guy, and that's gonna be Freeman. And really, it could be Albie's because Albie was was really good in that DS, and has been really good in this series as well. All right, for me, um, this is kind of like the rest of the story. Like I'll give you all the details, and then you try to guess who it is. Okay. Okay. Um, twenty-eight postseason triple doubles. Uh, only second behind Magic Johnson. Got his third triple-double in a game-deciding uh, NBA Finals game. Uh, in closeout games in the playoffs, he averaged 34 points per game, 12.8 rebounds per game, 8.8 assists per game. He's won 20, 18 of his last 20 closeout games. His fourth Finals MVP with three different teams. Uh, in the finals, um, averaging he averaged over 29 points per game, almost 30, almost 12 rebounds per game, and nearly 8.5 assists per game. Should I keep going? Because there is more. <laughs> yeah, LeBron James has definitely put his status up there as one of, if not, uh, yeah, I'll say one of the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Uh, there. There's more. Uh, the Lakers, this is connected to him, but the Lakers overall finished the season 57-0 and when leading through three quarters. That's the first team in NBA history to not blow at least one lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, and the final thing with LeBron James as my player of the week, uh, he has uh, 11 triple-doubles. That is the most in finals history. The next closest was Magic Johnson with eight. Draymond Green has three. Uh, LeBron James playing in his 260th playoff game, the most by a player in NBA history. He continues to defy father time, uh, continues to be dominant at his age. Uh, he's a, Say what you want about what he does and how he acts off the court, but you can't argue against his consistency and success on the court. I have to give it to LeBron James uh, because of what he's done this last week and how he's performed in the NBA Finals. Yeah, it's pretty impressive what his resume now still speaks of. And I don't know if I have him as the greatest of all time, but I definitely have him on Mount Rushmore as one of the greatest. Uh, Michael Jordan is obviously on that list. Uh, Kareem is obviously on that list. And, jeez, uh, I don't know if I have a – I can't think of a fourth one that I'd, I'd put up there. I mean, there's so many great options. Larry Bird and Magic Johnson are definitely candidates. But, uh, honestly, in fact, actually, you know, I'd put LeBron – Michael, Kareem, and I don't know who I put on as a fourth guy. You wouldn't put Kobe on there? Oh, man. Larry? Larry Legend? Larry got a lot of help. Larry, look, Larry was a good basketball player, but he had a ton of help. So I don't consider Larry in my top... I don't even have Larry in my top ten. Wow, not even in your top ten? He got so much help, man. 
Uh, okay, so looking at uh, Stat Muse, um, something that just it just hurts. This stings, Ajay. Uh, this is pouring salt in a deep wound for some people. Javel McGee has more rings than Wilt Chamberlain, Akeem Olajuwon, Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Bill Walton, Dirk Nowitzki, and Kevin Garnett. Some of the, the best big men in NBA history, and Javel McGee has more rings than those guys. Yeah, I talked about Larry being carried. JaVale McGee was being carried. <laughs> it's him and J.R. Smith, man. That's a shame. Uh, an honorable mention for me, I have to say, is Jimmy Butler. Uh, how he emerged in these playoffs was phenomenal. He became a national name. Uh, he became uh, the, the anti-hero to LeBron James. I think he really pushed him. But the, uh, Jimmy Butler... Led the Heat in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and minutes in the finals. Uh, the dude was a gamer, um, and uh, he certainly rose way high in my book. On uh, when you look at some of the great players in the NBA in the, of the modern era, the, at least in 2020, uh, and uh, he had a phenomenal postseason. Uh, he's definitely on my honorable mention for the way he played in the uh, finals for the Miami Heat. Yeah, definitely. That, that's a good, boy. He, you want to talk about a guy who poured his heart and soul into that series? Jimmy Butler is definitely one of those guys. Uh, felt bad that he couldn't come out on the right end of it, but uh, that's what happens when you play a team like LeBron James and Anthony Davis paired up together. It's hard. All right, uh, when we come back here on the full court press, um, you know, there's uh, the NBA season is now done, um, but what's what's next on the horizon? It's a very short window for teams to evaluate. Uh, the potential players for the upcoming draft. Uh, We'll talk about those changes and how it might affect the Utah Jazz coming up next in the Full Court Press. Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily there was a shop, and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry because your car is what we're all about. At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East, 1175 North. At Express Tire, we say yes to saving you money with new and used tires. When your budget says no to new tires, Express says yes to saving you the money. I promise you're going to save on tires today with Express. Now located at Express Auto, 3200 North Main, North Logan. Express says yes. The best mornings begin with, not that. Okay, that's better. I was going to say, the best mornings begin with a magnificent breakfast, like two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. And to drink, get any size premium roast coffee or soft drink, like an icy Dr. Pepper for just a dollar more. In other words, the best mornings begin at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. This is Ryan at My Mattress. I had a friend text me the other day saying how happy he is that he bought a new mattress last month. He, like the rest of us, are spending a lot more time at home. You may even be listening to this radio ad on your mattress at home, even if it is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. No judgment here. 
We're practicing all safe guidelines and we're open all day, every day but Sunday. The deals have never been better. More than ever, isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Only at my mattress by the South Walmart. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. You have so many Medicare plan choices available for you in 2021. Medicare annual enrollment, October 1st through December 7th. Come see us at LSS Insurance and we'll help you compare plans, answer your questions, and assist you in every step of the way. There's no cost to work with us, so please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us or call us 752-9493. The State of Utah's Wood Stove and Fireplace Changeout Program is back. Advanced Fireplace and Stove says let the government foot the bill. Up to $3,800 towards your new Heating Glow Gas Inserter Fireplace. Registration begins November 4th. This is the final changeout opportunity for 2020. Live in Idaho? We'll help you navigate that program, too. Replace yours with a Quadrifier Pellet or Wood Stove. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. Call us at 435-752-7272 or find us on Facebook or at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Talking the Sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, and 1069thefan.com. NBA season is now over. The the final game was really kind of a dud in what had been kind of an interesting finals uh, in the NBA, but game six was a dud, and there was a great NFL Sunday night game, and Major League Baseball was going on. So it seemed like the NBA kind of fizzled or sizzled um, – not sizzled, fizzled. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it kind of <laughs> kind of limped away to to conclude uh, a very strange year in the NBA. But now it's uh, in the off season officially. But there's still a lot of questions about what next year is going to look like. They haven't officially settled on when the the next season is going to start. We don't really know when free agency is going to begin. We don't know when the draft is going to take place. And, but we do know that the NBA is going to be restricting how many times uh, and what kind of opportunities any given team can work out these uh, potential rookies. That could make it really problematic, Ajay. Yeah, and then, excuse me, and then the virtual part of it's going to be really interesting too. We've talked about it before in regards to the NFL, Eric, that coaches didn't feel really like they got the most out of their uh, out of their visits with the guys that they were scouting because it was all virtual. Uh, they didn't feel like they got a good look at the footwork, the personality. Uh, Bill Belichick said that numerous times, as his other coaches, that virtual workouts or virtual meets um, do not do as near as good as they would if they were able to do everything in person. And that's what someone that was really frustrating for uh, for a lot of these NFL coaches. And I can guarantee you, you're going to probably get that same kind of conversation and hear those same complaints for the NBA coaches as well. Yeah, normally the Jazz would work out like, uh, man, just dozens and dozens of guys in person. They will have traveled and scouted in person, watching these games, go to draft combines so they can put them together and see how they compete against other types of players. They were going to have, what, 10 in-person visits that they'll be able to conduct? Yep, yep, about 10. Uh, so not, not a whole lot. And... Um, 
and, and and not only that, but again, I'm not sure how much you can get done through a virtual workout, and uh, it's it's just it's it's a weird time, and and hopefully guys will get a fair look. When I, when I say that, I mean like guys like Sam Merrill and, uh, and Malachi Flynn, especially from San Diego State. Hopefully, they'll get a fair look from these guys and be able to get all the all the look that they need and all the information that they'll need just uh, seeing these guys. Uh, so we we don't know when the next season will begin. They still have to do their collective bargaining agreement to get the the players' association together with uh, with the owners. They have to decide on when the beginning uh, when the season will begin. Will it be first part of January? Will it be late January? Will it be February? Uh, I mean, the fact that we haven't had a start date yet makes me think that we might be into February before this thing really gets going. And so once you start the once you know the start date of the season, then I think you can start put everything else together for your calendar. When is your draft going to be? When's your free agency? Uh, when is your training camp? So those things are still all up in the air, but to be honest Ajay, this this year's free agency I don't think it was going to be really that sexy anyway. Not a lot of big names as a potential free agents on the market. And no, yeah, you're exactly right. And and just the way that the, uh, um, the like the way that I guess the amount of money that's in the free agency pool, it's there, there's going to be some chaos, but I don't think it's going to be near as saucy as is what uh, as what it was last year. Not just because of the names, but again, the lack of money that's in the free agency pool this year as well. Well, and it's not really that it doesn't seem to be a really deep draft class in the NBA draft. So it, it could be a really quiet off season for the NBA after a very tumultuous regular season and uh, postseason. Not just with how things played out on the court, but off the court as well with the social justice campaigns and players boycotting and having a full shutdown of, of sports in the middle of it all. Um, but. Uh, how the NBA handles this now moving forward is going to be really important, I think, because the the ratings were down. Uh, they took a real hit uh, with some of the things that were, were going on. I think Adam Silver made some comments in the in the playoffs and the finals there that indicate that those social justice messages probably won't be continuing next year uh, because it, it, it soured uh, a lot of fans, turned them away. Um, but uh, the, the, they've got to figure out their money situation before they can do anything. Like you said, they've got to figure out how much money that these teams can even have to offer uh, free agents in their current contracts. So really, really tough discussions that are going on right now in the NBA. It's going to be a very short downtime for Adam Silver and the rest of his crew to try to figure out, because they have to put together a challenging next season and how does that affect the season after? So they, they got to get this thing figured out quickly. Yeah, and yeah, they got to quit wasting time and start getting at it here. And like you said, we do. We still don't know when the start of the season is going to be. Uh, players got to get a chance to be able to rest. You got free agency, you got drafts, and so on and so forth, as as you mentioned. And there's just a lot of discussion. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And um, I, I would imagine you're going to see some some impatience from these general managers, uh, coaches, and players if they don't get answers soon. Yeah, that's true. They've got to get things figured out. Uh, last uh, before we go, just a quick update. Titans now are up on the Bills, fourteen to seven in the second quarter, about midway through the second. And the Braves have added more runs. They're up three nothing in the top of the fifth against the Dodgers. Tomorrow we'll update you on what happened with that game, the American League uh, Championship Series, which is a little bit later on, and we'll start to preview 
uh, the last games in high school football and what's going on with high school soccer as well.